Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Wednesday. It is Wednesday, March the 22nd, 2023. Mm. Hope everybody's doing well out there. As always, it is Dave Sturchio. It is Chris Gucci back in the building uh, for another loaded, loaded episode. Before we get into all the NFL stuff, we got a, a jam-packed NFL segment because Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com dropped his mock draft 3.0. That gets up to about like 5, I think, 5.0, and that's like the fin- like the final. Because, look, he has to take into consideration the trades and the, and the rumors and maybe a free agent signing and this, that, and the third. So he's got a lot of stuff going on, but he dropped his 3.0 draft, mock draft yesterday. I definitely want to get into that because there's a couple things that kind of stood out to me um, that kind of raised my eyebrows. Like, oh, oh okay, well, what's that about? Um, and obviously the NBA will cover some of your prop bets last night. Uh, big loaded action. We're, got, we're, we're down to like 8 to 11. Like, I don't know how, to, how this works because there's no games that get canceled. But schedule makers, maybe you can explain this to me, that some teams have 11 games left, some teams have eight. You know, like, how is a three-game difference at this point in the season? Like, where where do we go wrong? Like, I mean, somebody start way early? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Three games isn't really that big of a difference over the course of... That's like a whole week's worth, I feel like, because if it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe there's a couple back-to-backs in there. But, like, that's... I looked at the standings this morning, and I'm like, all right, these guys played 73 games already, and these guys just played their 70th. And I'm like, well, there's still... But if, they, Nine, if eight, one one team could have three days off and then the, the other team has one, and then, and then a week later, I guess. One, yeah. know, so Listen, I'm sure it'll all work itself out, right? Um, but anyway, did you catch the World Baseball Classic last night? The finals, the championship game between Japan and the USA. I didn't see the entire thing, but I was it was on as I was kind of doing things. The, and general, I did cons- see the, end. the general consensus is that not a lot of people watch this, but then the general consensus based off ratings and attendance. People went and watched this. It's so yeah, weird. It was, I feel it, like it's it right do- down the middle. It, it basically doubled the numbers that it's ever done before, which is kind of telling. Well, 2017, there was one. 2020, it was canceled. Yeah. But so it was, it's been six years since the World Baseball Classic was even able to be played. But it's nonetheless, at post-COVID and all the other things going on, it still doubled its attendance. Mm. Doubled over so a million uh, over a million people. And, uh, and I think that the, the last one, the last record was like just over 500,000. So yeah. That's obviously a great success. They're never going to stop doing it now. So anybody out there that is complaining about it, I mean, A, I'm not necessarily a fan of the World Baseball Classic, but I don't necessarily think that anybody should really have any right to complain about it. It's the I think the choice. only complaints you're going to see are the people that lose guys to injury. Understood, understood. But I you mean, mean, and the Diaz thing is a freak thing. So it's like all Mets fans saying, like, Cancel the damn thing! And then like, they're you, the same people that say if you're if you're a quarterback at certain spring in, um, in preseason, you want preseason games eradicated. If you're and they're already down to two, so they were at four. You now you can get hurt playing baseball in preseason too. So it is it is what it is. These players earn the right to compete for their country. I think so. It's just a fan thing. Mm. If it's for the fans and the fans seemingly like it because they're spending their money to go there, Major League Baseball is not going to stop. Because of the no. risk of an injury. Money, uh, even listen. the owners don't care. The owners are getting paid anyway. Well, I, I did hear something on the way in this morning um, saying that there could possibly be. The only thing that can really stop some of these superstars from playing in this thing is... is they, they put it in their contract. In the contract, right. Like saying, like, hey, we're about to give you a trillion dollars. That was the sauce. But- sauce was saying, he's like, I don't understand all the hate. If you don't want your star player playing in these things, put it in their contract. They won't. It's very simple. 
That's it. Judge did it on his own accord. He wasn't told not to um, for the Yankees, but then there was a bunch of Mets. The only Yankee representation was, I think, on Team Venezuela. It was Glaber and playing look, over there. Look, these guys play in the Dominican League all year. Like, the winter league, they, that's what they do. These are baseball players. They like to play baseball. Do you so think I'm not going to stop a guy from playing a sport? Yankee talk for a second. Do you think Glaber Torres did himself a disservice by playing over there? Because now all Yankee fans want Volpe in there, and 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 all these young kids. And I understand they don't play the same position anymore, but like you know what I mean, like. Our guys that were on the fringe, like there's a lot of people out on Glaber Torres, and all of a sudden the Yankees showed a bunch of young talent well, out if, there. If I know they don't play the same position, but Gla I'm Glaber, saying like, Glaber could have lit it up, and then it would have been true. it would have worked in his favor. But Otani was I, I'm not holding it against anybody. Otani's a freak. He's a, he's incredible. Just to yeah, see what this guy's able to do, the hundred mile per hour slider, just really twisting up one of the best players in baseball, and Mike Trout last night. Um, he could have leaned into a couple. Last night, I feel like he could have Roger Dorn the crap out of a lot of those balls, but he just, you know, these guys want to play ball, and that, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, let's let's worry about injuries. Are you excited and then about let's <laughs> lean into one? What are we are talking you about here? Imagine Mike Trout leans into one right. and Otani breaks they his hit elbow. Nolan Arenado like fifteen times throughout the tournament, like he just kept getting hit with a baseball. Um, curious to know your thoughts about the, the the new rules that are about to come into effect. Um, today, as a matter of fact, I think they're making the official announcement of what rules are actually going to stick and be in implemented into the regular season and what aren't. Uh, one being the pitch clock is the topic of conversation a lot. I know this is a football and basketball show, but it's sports. This is what I think. At. I think what they should do, I don't mind the pitch clock, but when there's two strikes, got to go. Yeah. Got to go. Yeah. Got to go. And, and, like, understanding that the pace is going to be set – Based on the previous pitches in the at bat, so I, I don't think that the the strike, the strike three or, or when there's two strikes on the batter, I don't think it's going to affect it in such an adverse way because of the game. So you're saying got to go like there. you can't implement it during two yeah, strikes. Yeah, like you can't be calling guys. Could you imagine what's going to happen if we? Have it a, happened. In no, the, no, no. In spring it, training. In spring training. It's fine. No, but I'm saying Deal. game six of the World Series. But it's I, you can't you can't. It's like, are you going to keep it for the, just a the regular season and the playoffs? It goes away. Dude. But even in the regular season, there's. Huge moments that you just can't have that be the, the thing. Right. You know, and then there's really no arguable thing either. Right, because there's a clock's a clock. You it's can't like, argue the clock. Are they going to start to have this, like, unwritten thing where umps don't enforce it on these things? Like, you have to be chalk if you're going to do it because it can't it's, – it's like you're taking the, the human element out of this one where it's like, time's up, bro. But if we're going to run it like we're running the, uh, the the delay a game thing where you give them an extra second sometimes, oh, that little, like beat, a little, that little beat, right? I don't know about it, man. I I, I have to see it play in real life, but I it's going to take to the first one. I hope one. we don't. That's it's going to be the That's first. That's the only thing that I don't like. Regular season game where somebody gets called strike three because he didn't either A, and, get back into the box on time. Conversely, or, I don't think you should be walked either. I think there's got to be a different way. There's gotta or, be, hear me out. Take your base, what? Leave it all alone. <laughs> Leave it all alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But people are saying baseball's broken. People say that the young generation is not watching. Well, they got to speed up the I game. I did see some numbers in terms of, like, a lot of the things that Major League Baseball was looking to happen did happen. Right. You know, the game, the runs are up. Mm. Um, but also, can we talk a little bit about something else here? Do you know how fast it took for Major League Baseball um, coaches and whatever you want to call managers to figure out how to shift anyway? What do you mean? How they do you just, shift anyway? Like You can't go past second base, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't in your infield. <laughs> but, like, if you don't need a third baseman and a shortstop, do you really need a left fielder? So they're bringing them, they're just moving they're them. They're just all. taking no, no left fielder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
even think about that. So on the grass. He's, he's always league, on the grass. I don't think Major League Baseball did either. Wow, you're like my oldest grandson. You don't think things through. Uh, so that's yeah, that. Joey Gallo got up and they were like, and he like saw it happen. He was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> well, you're telling me I'm not going to bat 250 this year. <laughs> Hold on, uh, poor Joey Gallo. Anyway, Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft 3.0 drops yesterday. Uh, very interesting stuff. A lot of a lot of chalk, but a lot of movement where I'm just like, okay, hold on, you know, hold the phone for a second. Because now all of a sudden, I don't know if you're hearing this or the rumblings, that Lamar Jackson is on the outs now, uh, officially, with the Ravens. Like and it said, like the time has come. And all of a sudden, will there be a team to pony up the first two round picks? Uh the fir- yeah, hello. Your two first round picks. Try that again. Um, will there be a team? Now there's rumblings about the Vikings all of a sudden being involved in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. I did hear the Patriots, but I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. They brought in Bill O'Brien to coach Mac Jones. By the way, Mac Jones isn't as good as Bailey Zappi, and Zappi wants to start. That's another story for another day. But all of a sudden, I'm looking at this mock draft, and I'm like, Daniel Jeremiah is definitely not taking into account that the Vikings might trade their first-round pick away for a Lamar Jackson, I mean, so we'll see. Look, do the Vikings even have the financial flexibility to to do that right now? I don't know, but expect Justin Jefferson's numbers to plummet. If Lamar Jackson is your quarterback in Minnesota, expect Jay Jetta to be a very bitter, angry man, especially come contract time when know. he's about to get his extension. That I, I can somewhat agree that he should probably do a little bit worse. It's crazy to say that we're looking at Kirk Cousins is a better passing option or is. A, you know, statistical option for Jefferson sure because I don't think anybody on earth thinks that Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, right? Full full package? No. But I do understand what you're saying, but we have not seen Lamar with a with an innovative new version of like what the NFL head coach is. Uh, John Harbaugh is very mundane with his approach, very vanilla. They're they're trying to get a hundred rushing yards a game. <laughs> they were literally doing that. He's got a um, a different approach. I don't know. Maybe maybe Lamar, if you if you like, you know, take the training wheels off a little bit in terms of the passing game, he might surprise you. He does have a season where he put up monster he numbers. He won MVP for that so reason. It's possible. I, I we'll hope see. I hope Lamar goes to Minnesota. I don't know if you want to deal with scrambling around deal with him it? for two times. a I year. I have no issues, bro. Like what's none? He I have no have issues. Around. They're going to trade Dalvin Cook probably, or maybe not. Now that. Buffalo's got a running back now, right? Didn't they sign somebody? I mean, yeah, Damian Harris from from uh, New England. Were they going to trade for a third running back to I push don't know. everybody down? I don't know. Well, I will tell you, this mock draft tells a story. So look, over one, uh, number one overall, Bryce Young. Look, the pro days are this week. It's it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. They're all throwing Cam this Newton. week today. Thir- <laughs> Did you see a couple of those passes? Mr. I'm and there's not 32 better quarterbacks. No, you're right. There's like 45 better quarterbacks than he's Cam like, Newton right I now. I mean, I'm not here to bash Cam. I am. But I'm about to anyway. <laughs> he's just, I think he lacks a self-awareness. And I think you need to be confident, but you also need to be understanding is that, yes, there are definitely 32 better quarterbacks than you. Did you see that meme that came out, by the way? No. Maybe I have. The 32, like, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than me. And there's just a list. It's like a, a big picture of all the quarterbacks in the NFL that are on teams, but like Rodgers is in Jets colors. Um, I won't say what Watson is. That's quite funny, but I won't uh, for you know ratings purposes. Um, also, like Kyler Murray's picture was like a lot smaller. I've done those, <laughs> so, anyway. those Kyler things. Uh, yeah, those are great. Uh, anyway, Bryce Young going number one overall to the Panthers. So the Panthers ship that entire haul over to the Bears to get their guy. They want Bryce Young. 
chalk C.J. Stroud goes to the Texans. Now, the Texans are kind of, quote, loading up. I don't want to call it like, oh, I can't believe all the talent that just went over to Houston. But they did get Dalton Schultz. They did uh, sign Devin Singletary to boost their running game behind Damian Pierce. So that's not a bad supplementary back oh, so to they have. they got a tight end that can't block and a running back that can't really run. So they're loading up, and then loading they trade Brandon up. Cooks. <laughs> so they did up. sign Noah Brown, uh, former Dallas Cowboy. I feel like the Dallas Cowboys guys are like, look, I'll leave, but I'm just going to go about three hours down the road <laughs> to Houston. Yeah. Um, and good luck to those guys. Look, I'm not, again, I'm not one of the ones that bash my former teammates for trying to, teammates, listen to me, former members of the team I root for. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is, what it it is, is the money after all. These days, bro. The Colts at three. Now, remember, I'm going to be doing offensive players only. So there is a bunch of defensive players that I would want to mention, but I'll mention one of them. Um, the Colts at three, Anthony Richardson. So they get their guy going forward. Gardner Minshew probably to start that season off as the starter. I can't see that at all. Top three going one, two, three quarterback. No, no, no. I just said, uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. The Colts might be at four. I'm sorry. Yeah, Colts are at four. Uh, so okay. it's one, two, four quarterbacks. The third, I believe, is the best offensive lineman uh, in the game, in the draft. Um, the next one is is one Jalen Carter. So did you see his pro day? Yeah, he's like. 20 pounds, no, yeah. eight, I think he was eight or nine pounds heavier than he was. At You're the talking about a guy that <clears throat> that ran into the trouble with the law and obviously dealing with all that crap with the media and then showing up to your pro day not looking at your best. But according to Je uh, Daniel Jeremiah, he's going to still go in the top five of the yeah, NFL I mean, draft. He's got his pro day, but he's also got that film. Oh, he's the film so is, nasty. yeah, he's always going to go to five to Seattle. Um, that's going to try to bolster their defense, considering the fact that their offense He's going to be good running through Kenneth Walker to third, and then you have, obviously, Geno on his new deal. You still got DK. You still got Lockett. You still got the offense that you had in place, adding one of the best defensive players in college football to your defense, and Seattle kind of shocking a bunch of people. The only reason why Seattle is in this spot is because they of the pick they got for Russell Wilson. So that's why they had a decent year, um, and I expect them to be a little better this year. The first receiver off the board goes to the Titans at number 11, Jackson Smith and Njigba from Ohio State. Add a receiver to that team, it's a big deal because after losing A.J. Brown, they just couldn't find their way at all, right? I mean, yeah, that's Traylon Burks. Burks is— So he could find his way a little bit, but I think that there's a, a couple of issues there. I mean, I've talked about it at length. He, he, did, Work light up, he did light up the Packers. The day he's after the we only, talked about but it. He's, that's the only thing he did all year, I think. We shorted them literally that Thursday yeah, show. That, and then he, he lit <laughs> it up. He went but. nuts. Um, first, now here's the, here's the big thing. The Patriots now, um, you know how Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien run their offense. They love to run the football, right? So I'm out here mocking, you know, we're talking to Mike Renner of PFF uh, about a week ago, right, on this show. And he said that Bijan to the Cowboys at 26 made sense. Well, Bijan goes to the Patriots at 14, I according to Daniel was, Jeremiah. Was that, was that during the combine when he when we, we talked to him? Was was right, right, I think it was right after. Because that those combine numbers, when I looked at them, I mean, that 40 time is what... Oh, he's lightning. He's, he's, I mean, no, there were questions kid. a little bit about his speed. No, those he, gone, he, those are he gone. put on the bed. Um, I, don't wanna, I don't want to, but I will anyway. I mean, I'm sure you might not mind it. Um, there was a pre-draft visit yesterday with Bijan and the Eagles. I did see that. I did see that. Um, it does, you know what it is? It doesn't worry me because I look at Bijan Robinson as, yes, he could be a freak of nature. He could be a great athlete, but... Is he going to be that much more of an improvement over Miles Sanders I in mean, his prime? Let's be real here. So, to my estimation, there's a chance that he can be. If if he turns out to be something even close to like AP, that would have to be a very that's a big 
jump. Meaning, like, I think the Eagles are at 10 or 11. Like, that, you're telling me they're going to take them with their first pick? I mean, when we're looking at a guy that may be a talent like an AP, I feel like AP went eighth, I think, overall that mm. year. And nobody was really complaining because he was just that good. And he if, lasted about 20 years. Yeah, so if it is, if, if it's somebody, and he has an MVP, you know, so that's rare. Who? AP. AP won MVP? What year was that? People get so mad when I say AP. They're like, it's AD all day. No, no, no. no it's, it's AP. It's Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Do you the, do the math. Um, Wait, when he won MVP? Had, yeah, didn't he have 2,000 yards that I one feel year? Like, with like 20 wow, touchdowns okay. rushing. I mean, it's been a long time since anybody outside a quarterback won MVP. That's why it's just kind of curious. But it, it wouldn't surprise me, as Chris looks it up, it wouldn't surprise me at all because Adrian Peterson, no matter where he stopped, even in his later days, was one of the more explosive physical backs uh, in the NFL. So. Yeah, 2013. Nice. Okay. Wow. Damn. So, Ten years ago. So, like, I don't, think, I don't know that we'll ever see another running back because the running back position has been so devalued. Like, even, I don't know whose Every tweet it was. Every position. But I saw somebody <laughs> tweet out, and it was a very interesting tweet to me where it's like, Was it me? Never seen anything like this, how, like, just NFL running backs later in their careers now, they're trash. And it was a Zeke thing. This was all stemming from Zeke. I don't even know if the guy was a Cowboys fan, but he was just kind of pointing towards the fact that, like, we didn't used to do that with, with NFL running backs that were Hall of Fame caliber, where it's like— Like the Frank Gores of the world. Yeah, like this Emmett Smiths. When these guys were at the tail end of their career, they weren't considered trash. They were still considered legends. Oh, that's, you now know, it's, that's the world it's, we live in. It's the social media it's, age. Yeah, it's, just, it's the world we live in. But it's really running backs. I guess it's quarterbacks, too. Not really, because you got guys like Matt Ryan still trucking out there. Nobody's everybody's like, oh, he's trash. But then, like, if if in a pinch, Matt Ryan can come uh, in and sling it. I think like, I'm being a Matt Ryan no, guy for give a me long a guy time. That could scamper. <laughs> get all, get out, want, out of that. Pocket. I do not want. I do not want Matt Ryan as my backup. You're in trouble. You want to come coach, Matt? <laughs> come on down. The bro. Commanders take uh, the first tight end Volunteer off the board. Your time. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, so the Commanders trying to beef up uh, their pass catchers over there. Now. Here's the inter- the first interesting one that I was like, oh, look at that. So the Buccaneers, um, they signed Baker Mayfield. They got Kyle Trask, Tom Brady on the outs. According to Daniel Jeremiah, Will Levis falls all the way to 19 the where the Bucs could take him. They would in run to the podium I think they might that. trade up in that situation if he's there around 15. <laughs> Just stack them up. Um I don't. I didn't see Will Levis getting past the Raiders, but if they think that Jimmy G, did you see that interaction? By the way, yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> so crazy. I didn't think. I didn't think Jimmy G had it in him. Honestly, <laughs> really Jimmy G showed some character yesterday. By the way, um, but yeah. So I, with with Baker being over there and Trask being over there, none of those two moved the looking, needle for me. If but I'm if looking, I got yeah, a chance to get with Levis. Uh, I'm in. All that means is they're desperately in need of a quarterback. 100%. And, and a, co- and a, a little bit coach. of a fire sale. And a head coach. After so remember that time I told you Seattle drafted Jalen Carter, who slipped to five, as their best defensive player. Seattle, again, according to this mock draft, take Jordan Addison at 20. So they get another pass catcher to stack on top of DK because did DK get paid yet? Yeah. He did? Mm-hmm. Lockett did, too. Everybody, all the receivers get paid. Yeah, but it's you crazy, add a Jordan right? Addison – Forget it. And, and that's the same thing I say with the I would Chargers say, pick. I would say that if if they add Jordan Addison, it's a fair assumption that Tyler Lockett will be on his way out. Makes sense. Soon. But the Chargers at 21 basically say goodbye to either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams at some point. Because according to this, they're taking Zay Flowers, the wide receiver, at 21. 
23 was the one that really, really got me going uh, because of the fact that we saw, or at least I heard some of the rumblings about Lamar Jackson to Minnesota. The Vikings at 23 jump to the podium and take Hendon Hooker to be their future quarterback. Now, look, we all know Kirk Cousins. We all know his story. We all know his abilities and the uh, the ability to either win games in a pinch, win close games. To me, Kirk Cousins has always been like properly rated according to some, but then like so overrated according to some. And then when like the conversation with him being better than Dak, I was like, I'll stop it. You know what I mean? Like, what? Is that the Mason line right there? Like, no, it's a lateral move. Well, Hendon Hooker or Dak and Dak Kirk? Dak and Kirk Cousins. You right better now. stop that. Put some respect on four. Uh, but Hendon <laughs> Hooker, again, coming off the ACL, it's rough. But if he had a year to sit behind a Kirk Cousins, <clears throat> then maybe you consider this. You know what I mean? So that would be a completely new look offense for the Vikings if Hendon Hooker was the guy. Then guys got Je- you know Jefferson and... and um, Who's their uh, Osborne and their running game, how, whatever that shakes out to be. Hendon Hooker to the Vikings is the most interesting pick on this thing. And then, of course, Mike Renner's pet cat, uh, the one that he likes the most, Quentin Johnston, goes to the Bills at 27. So he slips all, I believe he wanted Quentin Johnston all the way to like 11 or something like that. And then was, he slips yeah. all the way to the Bills at 27. Imagine Stephon Diggs and Johnston catching balls from Josh Allen. The Bills get Billsier. <laughs> like they get way better than what they are. So. I'm just mock drafts are my favorite thing in the world, especially around now because again, sports are going to start. I don't to know if I see five quarterbacks going in the top 23, but then again, we could have four quarterbacks gone in the top nine, which is absurd. Yeah, I, I, I'm the one I'm really compared. Uh, re, the ones that intrigue me the most is, is Levis to the Bucks, and then I obviously just, Hendon Hooker see, to the Vikings. I, I can't see Hendon Hooker going that high though with the injury. After the injury, no, I, I can't either. I, the, to me, I thought he was going to be a day three guy. You know what I mean, like a, a third rounder or something like that, like. Again, the guy was in line to win Heisman. He was a, he was the best yeah, quarterback doesn't mean in thing. the nation before he goes down. If, I mean, or one of them at least. If Caleb Williams was, he would be the number one pick. Can't wait to see who tanks <laughs> or doesn't tank, but like just like it's like ah, don't worry about it. We got this guy on the way. Uh, he's on the horizon. So anyway, that's the mock trip. Go check it out. It's on NFL.com right now, um, for sure. So. Let's move on over to the NBA last night. Some of your mock, uh, some of your liquid props, some of my liquid props that decided to hit. I only I only played four. One went down. Uh, but I do want to bring up something real quick. This is going to take me not a minute to pull up. But because uh, my Twitter has been blowing up because I retweeted the um, the trailer for the new Power Rangers movie last night. So that's been blowing up like crazy. <laughs> you going to see it? It's morphin' time, Chris. It's morphin' time. Um, where is it? Where is it? I am. Oh, here we go. So Adam Kofler, who, by the way, does content for Mojo, does a little writing for Mojo, and he's also a baller, better fantasy. The guy's, he's on the Action Network. He's everywhere. He tweeted out last night that, um, it was right here. Here we go. Sabonis last night had 9, 8, and 5 in the first quarter. <laughs> like, Sabonis played really well. He winds up with 16, 13, and 12. 16 points, 13 boards, 12 assists. So Sabonis did incredible. Um, unfortunately for his Kings, they dropped to Boston last night, 132-109. My liquid props, however, I uh, I hit on Jalen. Remember, I'm always on the overs. I never go under. <laughs> it's just it's something I like points, so let me just go over. Jalen Brown was set at 3.07, three-pointers made. Bang, hits four in their win against the Kings. Uh, Jason Tatum, who was set at 29.73 to score. Uh, that was his points total. 
He goes for 36. The Boston Celtics had a great night. Um, in, the, in fact, they needed this. They needed a great night because now you look at the Boston Celtics, who have already clinched the playoff spot. They're sitting there one game ahead of the 76ers with just 8, 9, 10 to play. So it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here. I wonder if they play. Uh, I can I can check, but um, which we call Donovan Mitchell was set at twenty seven point five. He goes for thirty one as the Cavaliers drop. I'm, I'm sorry, the Cavaliers beat the Brooklyn Nets one fifteen one oh nine. So that's a big win for them as they try to solidify the fourth, which I said yesterday was going to happen. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are entrenched in the fourth. They're going to play the Knicks at the five, and that's going to be your first round matchup. Which again, I'm I'm looking forward to, but I'm totally not looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough Donovan, one. Uh, Donovan Mitchell <laughs> went for 31, so he hits, as I said. Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, 28.24, he gets 21, so he does not hit. Um, OKC beats the Clippers yesterday, 101-100. Huge game there. Uh, but again, Lakers, Pelicans, Jazz, Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers. Ready? They're about two two and a half games separation. And that's literally the fifth seed all the way down. Is it the like fifth? The 11. The fifth seed all the way down to the twelve. Mm. Is a two and a half game race, man. Like this, every NBA game in the West is going to mean so much going forward. And that's, again, you play these games. I always said, like, the most meaningless basketball is the regular season of the NBA. But right around now is when I'm like, all right, never mind. It's it's actually pretty good. Uh, so let me look at the schedule tonight. The Knicks play the Heat. That's a good one. Dallas plays Golden State. That's a good one. Uh, Philadelphia has to bounce back. They lost to Chicago the other night in Philadelphia. They play them again on the home-and-home, so that's going to happen. Let's see. Milwaukee's going to get themselves a win. Memphis and Houston, that's going to be easy for them. Save Milwaukee tonight. The Kings and the 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 Suns. The Milwaukee's playing freaking San Antonio. They haven't won a game in four months. Um, The Los Angeles Lakers and Portland should be good because the Lakers all of a sudden – we're in the nine spot for a little while for that play-in spot. Now they find themselves on the outside looking in based off the tie-breaking procedures. So the Lakers, who are awaiting the Kings' return, uh, and we're not talking about Sacramento, we're talking about LeBron. Um, so that's going to be interesting. The last couple weeks of the NBA season are going to be just incredible. So we shall see how that all shakes out. Do us a favor right now. Follow us on social media. It's the Twitter. It's the TikTok. And, of course, it's Instagram, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. And, of course, join the Discord. That is the easiest way to do things, easiest way to find out who's in, who's out, on what guy, and who's shorting this guy, and whatever. Uh, Taking a quick look at the Mojo app, which, again, it just gets better and better every day. It's just such a clean app to use. It's so easy and intuitive. Even your father could probably use it uh jalen brown went up 37 percent in the second quarter oh, no. what my dad might not your dad's not gonna be able to use it i have to do it for him ready for this here's a nice little update as you end the show big bet alert big bet alert jordan love and hit the thingy um a thousand dollars kareem hunt eight-time multiplier see you see close to landing somewhere Probably. Because wherever he lands, he definitely will rise, you would think, right? Because nobody's going to sign Kareem Hunt to, to not be one of their featured guys. Can't sit there and be a supplemental back. Well, yeah, I mean, he's about he's the next decent back to, to sign. I don't think there's any other decent backs besides him left. And I just want to show you guys a little bit yeah, uh, of this action him. within 24 hours. You probably can't see that. Yeah, you can. There's a little spike up, and then it levels out because after the spike. My boy, Jake Ferguson, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. His stock goes up, my bank account gets a little fatter, and we're good to go over there. So, thank you guys for watching today. We'll be back tomorrow, obviously, with all the 
latest on free agency, latest on the NBA race. And, of course, we're about a week away from Major League Baseball opening up. So that look for those liquid props to start dropping periodically as the season rolls on. That's the plan, at least. Uh, obviously, keep, keep your tabs on the app. So. For Dave Sturcio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market uh, Report. Mocking. I'm from Boston. The Mojo Market Report, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Just, you, no, no. Show's some, over, guys. Show's see over, you. guys. Bye. Bye.